0: Hey, guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Stands podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg.
1: On Twitter at Sports Stands underscore. You can follow James at Sports J. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports Stance.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Stands Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, I slapped the franchise tag on him this week. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening, baby? Uh,
1: it feels good. I mean, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you guys believe in me, but don't believe in me enough to uh, sign me long-term.
0: Don't know what to do so. with you. You know, that's yeah. kind of our position here at the Sports Stands. Don't really know what to do with you. We think it, we think you could be the solution, but we also don't really know if you're the solution, and uh, we just kind of gave you a, a bunch of money and said we'll figure it out next year. Yeah, you're. You're
1: like he's. He's kind of like at the top of his game, but for how long? Is so we're he on the big
0: money now? Is Greg an elite, a elite podcaster? That's what we want to find out today.
1: Yeah, you gotta pay me like uh the big dogs, the top ten podcast, because you know we can compete with them.
0: Greg it actually turns out that we're getting paid like the top ten podcasts. Believe it or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense.
0: But content for free every week. It turns out that he doesn't make a lot of money. <laughs> Who figured? You probably should have told me that before we got into this podcasting game.
1: Uh, I was hoping you would actually never even question the whole money thing. So,
0: well, I mean, hey, it's been it's been almost a year now. At this I was going to say I've almost
1: made it a full year. <laughs> yeah. We've got a we've got a good like 30, 40 episodes in, and you just start picking up on it.
0: That's a little insight into how the all of my employers have taken advantage of me over the last, you know, <laughs> my entire professional career. A year in, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Should I be getting paid for this? Uh, I haven't
1: got my paycheck. Oh, the royalties are coming. Oh, it kicks in after like five years. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're pl- I'm playing a long con here. Yeah. Cool, man. What's going on? We got a couple things to talk about today. We have uh, it's going to be uh, you know surprisingly good mix of NBA and NFL today. Maybe we have a little bit of MLB to touch on. We're going to talk some Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to talk some uh, NBA action this week. Veterans are changing teams and signing with players. But before we get into all that, Greg, uh, how are you, man? How are you
1: doing? I'm doing pretty good. I enjoyed the beginning of this week with the nice warmer weather. Yeah. And then today has been awful. I've been at, I've been without my car all week. Uh, for our listeners who don't know the story, my car was hit by a fire truck while it was parked in my gar- uh, driveway like three weeks ago.
0: I don't think I know that story, Greg.
1: Really? I put I put pictures up on you know social media. You should have checked it out, but I yeah, forget. I don't, you I, you no, don't no, do don't. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I woke up one morning. It was super icy out. Uh, knocking on my door was a cop being like, "Hey, your car was hit by a fire truck. I expected half my car to be missing." Luckily, it was only like a little bit of a dent and some like a little bit of broken taillight in the back. Not major damage, at least I thought. Took it to the uh, auto body shop with insurance. And they're like, it's going to be like five or six days. I called yesterday. They're like, yeah, it's probably gonna be like another week because there was more than we thought. And I was like, awesome. So I've been like walking everywhere. So at the beginning of the week, it was fine. And now it's freezing. So it is not so fine. Are they at least paying for it? I mean, are you going to? Yeah, be I don't have here? to pay a dime because it was the town that has to pay for it. So any work that needs to be done, go for it. I don't care if it costs like five grand because it's not costing me a thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, my insurance go. doesn't
1: go up. Uh, it was their fault. It was just a really weird situation. If my wife's car was in the driveway, it definitely would have been half gone. Right. So luckily, only mine was.
0: Right, well, hey, that's a bummer, man. But uh, you know, get those steps in, right? Get those cal- yeah, get that fitbit been- going.
1: I'm getting like 15, 16, 17,000 steps. You know, I'm feeling good. Feeling refreshed. Like
0: it. I'm competing with you. (laughs) That's that's tough because I'm pretty regularly up there. I mean, not to brag. My Fitbit game is strong. really is. It's like you just
1: go on a treadmill all day. (laughs) Well, every every morning at least. Yeah. But what's what's been going on with you, James?
0: uh not much man had a good birthday celebration over the weekend which is yeah, very solid yeah you were part of that uh good crew good group of uh good group of people that went out for it my girlfriend got me Bruno Mars tickets yeah that was pretty sweet and we we've talked about him extensively on this podcast so we uh long time listeners know I'm a Bruno Mars guy I'm all about it and she got me Bruno Mars tickets so I'm pretty and, excited uh, about that you're gonna
1: do the matching tracksuits, correct
0: that's the idea. That's the goal at least. I can't I I mean my girlfriend is very particular about what she wears and what she wears to events is almost as important as the event. So <laughs> trying to uh trying to convince her to get into a matching tracksuit for Bruno Mars is going to be a tall task, but I am the man for the job, Greg. I think you that are. I can do it.
1: Uh we did almost convince her, you know, maybe the prince like tribute outfit. She might be down for
0: that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's going to be a tough uh, a tough road. At the very least, I'll be wearing a pretty spectacular tracksuit, and she's going to have to deal with me all day, which could be as good as wearing the matching tracksuit. Yeah, that's going like, to be pretty entertaining. Her perpetual eye roll is, is as appealing as going in matching tracksuits to me, in a way. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. It's true love. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man, other than that, not much to report here, really. It's kind of a busy season for me right now, so I haven't been able to catch up on any of the weird shows that I always talk about. Um, which is too bad. I did go see the Lego Batman movie last night, though. How was that? It was pretty funny. I'd say, like, the first half of it. If you're a Batman fan, um, the first half of it is really funny because uh, it's so referential to every like every single Batman that's been out, like, hmm. you know, from 1960s all the way up through, you know, the Dark Knight series and whatnot. So that's really funny. But, um, you know, it's probably not worth it. it. The second half of it gets super, you know, it's PG. It's a kid's movie. So, I mean, it gets... It gets super whatever, but um, I, if you are a Batman fan, when it comes out on demand or whatever, watch like the first forty five minutes of it, and I think that it's I think you're gonna die. I think it's hilarious.
1: If you got a spare forty five minutes, just watch that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you could turn it off once it starts getting into like whatever conflict you're trying to you, solve and whatnot. You gotta
1: but... see how it ends, though.
0: No, you don't. There's really no need. There's really All no right. It's very silly. But it, it, okay. I mean, hey, it was it was a, it was a fun time with the movies.
1: Yeah. And you live close to a movie theater. So it's not like it's that big of a deal if you just go pop over.
0: It's a no brainer. Yeah. I mean, just go over. I try to see whatever I can. You know what I mean? If it was me, it's like a 30 minute drive. So yeah, I could could walk if I wanted to, but why would I walk when I have a, when I have a beautiful 2003 Toyota Camry (laughs) not to break (laughs) classic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep um, that baby running. Let's get into it, Greg. We got some things to talk about today. The first thing up, I think, we we want to talk about a little NBA. Uh, fun week in the association. Uh, I think that we could probably start with a couple of the acquisitions that have happened over the last week for some of the contending teams that we have.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's uh, been a good week except for everybody in Oakland, I think we should probably say
0: yeah so that, actually that's probably a better place to start Kevin Durant has a sprained MCL sprained MCL is that right great yeah
1: grade two sprained MCL and uh I think a bone bruise
0: yeah exactly um that's that's a tough blow tough blow for the for the warriors here he's gonna be out indefinitely I think I've heard reports that at least four weeks
1: yeah I've heard everything's been kind of up and down with him I don't think they want to actually put a timeline on it Right. Only because they don't want to give fans either a lot of hope or have them be like, Oh, I thought you said he was gonna be out like six weeks. He's back in four. Is that safe? Like, should we like anything you do here, you're gonna get questioned. Yeah, I agree. So it's gonna be uh interesting to see what they do. Uh you might wanna keep it safe. If you already have a top three spot locked up, maybe you rest him until the playoff time. You don't wanna make you wanna make sure he's a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. That, that wouldn't be a bad idea. The funny thing is, so all the takes come out here about how now Steph Curry is going to go crazy and they basically now have this team that they had last year. So they're, they're going to kind of revert to old warriors. Um, but I totally disagree here because when you brought on Kevin Durant, you did sacrifice a lot of like, at least some of the bench utility that made them so dangerous last oh, year. Yeah. Like obviously Steph and Clay and Draymond are still in place. And then you still have Iguodala, but the the thing that made the Warriors really scary last year was that their bench could come out and really do some damage. You had Mo Spates, you had uh, even like Barbosa one year. I mean, like they had a lot of uh, complementary pieces that couldn't that that couldn't really fit in once they added Kevin Durant. So, uh, I mean we saw it last night when they lost to the Bulls. They you know especially if Steph or or Clay aren't really you know on fire like they normally are, they they might struggle here a little bit.
1: Yeah, couldn't even put up 90 against the Bulls last night. They were 6 of 30, I think it was, from downtown. Not good stats.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the uh, in the West here with Kevin Durant out. Um, Golden State's already locked up a playoff. They're the only team in the entire uh, association right now that has locked up a playoff spot. And they're in front of the Spurs uh, for the for the one seed by about three games. Um, and subsequently, in front of the Rockets by about seven and a half games. I bet they still hold on to the one seed. Um, at, at the very least, the, you know if the Spurs pass them, whatever. I think that they're definitely going to be one or two. But what do you think that this does? Uh, if let's say let's say theoretically they lose the one seed, uh, do you think that matters in the playoffs, uh, or do you think that it's still, especially when Kevin Durant comes back, it's too much of a Death Star lineup to really kind of get past?
1: I think, I do think it could affect them if they don't get the number one seed, which I think could be up in the air now. Cause Durant did provide, at least, even though he's not a great defender, he did provide rim protection. They don't really have that many rim protectors on that team. You can say Draymond is, but I mean, Bogot's not there anymore. Uh, we'll talk about him actually soon. But I mean, they're not the same defensively without him. And it makes him a little more, uh, Uh, susceptible to big uh, points scored on them. Teams can put up uh, a lot of points in general, even when Katie was there. But I think now they're going to have to be on every night to be able to compete. We saw what happened last night. Bulls aren't that great of a team. So when they start facing these teams in the West, if they face the Clippers again, I don't know if they do. I know they face the Spurs again. I would probably put a a loss down for that game against the Spurs just because I think size-wise the Spurs will dominate without Katie there. Uh, if you don't get the number one seed, though, the issue becomes you now have to face the Rockets, most likely, around earlier than you would hope for. And if Durant still does get him back into the swing of the lineup and they're adjusting again from this, like, one-month, one-and-a-half-month span without him, Rockets get hot for four of those seven games. Uh, Warriors can make an earlier exit than expected.
0: The Rockets are, are probably the scariest team out there, you know, because... I don't, they, I don't know if they necessarily have the team to to win a, a championship, but they definitely have the team that will, like, you know, shoot 50% from three for, like, four games and totally screw up the entire conference for, uh, you, know, you know, playoffs. Like, I, I would not put it past the Rockets at all because they are – so I read an interesting stat that was, like, uh, this season there's been 10 times that a team has attempted – um, fifty fifty threes and eight of those have been the Rockets. <laughs> Sounds so, right. So, like fifty threes in a game, like that's unreal. And and, and I, I can just see a situation where they get super hot and and you know totally screw somebody up with or without Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. you know for the Warriors. So that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I saw the on ESPN this morning. It said they're the Rockets are averaging forty and a half three pointers per game, which is seven more than the second place team.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're the kind of the Plutonic ideal of Mori ball here. Oh yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Now uh, and then also, you know, I mean, not so subtly here, but I guess they're subtly because no one ever talks about them, is that the Spurs are playing really well. They're eight and two in their last ten. They've won five in a row. Kawhi Leonard had a fantastic buzzer beater over Paul George in their game against the Pacers the other night. who um, is who was also playing at an MVP caliber level. Uh, the Spurs are just so boring at this point. It's very much like the Patriots, where they just, you know, they're going to consistently get, you know, 60 wins a year and and be a really tough out in the playoffs, if not go all the way, you know, to the finals.
1: They just quietly do their work and get it done, and nobody talks about them until all of a sudden it's the third round of the playoffs, and you're like, oh, hey, the Spurs are here again.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is quite Leonard, I think, really, really. I mean, I, I, this is. I'm going to sound like every basketball nerd on Twitter. That's kind of annoying or, or whatever, totally but fun. Kawhi Leonard is the most underrated player in the entire league. I don't think it's all that close. I mean, that dude is an absolute animal. He's got 25, uh, tw- about 26 points per game. Um, let me just kind of pull up the rest of his stats here because he's really, really impressive. Uh, this year he's got 26 points per game. He's shooting up almost like 38% on, on three, which is the biggest knock on him when he was coming out of college. Um, you know, he's pulling down six rebounds. He's distributing. He's got three st- assists. He's averaging almost two steals a game. He's averaging about a block a game. Um, he always leads the league or is up top close to the league in per. He gets put on everyone's, uh, you know, top scorer whenever he's on defense I think that this dude is, like, the most valuable player, you know. I mean, I know that I picked James Harden for my MVP this year, but I think that if I had to start a team right now, Kawhi Leonard would be at the top, one close to the top of the list for somebody that I would want.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, he just provides so much defensively, offensively. He does his job. He's quiet. He doesn't talk with the media much and create disturbances in the locker room. Total gym rat. I mean, he's in there every single day. Such a good it's, example. It's awesome. I mean, he's, yeah. a per, he's the perfect pop player for that team to exactly. take over once Duncan left.
0: So there's been a couple of uh, shakeups with the top uh, top of the conference here. And to fill the gap left by Kevin Durant, the Golden State Warriors signed a Mad Barnes. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> what, is Matt Barnes not, you know, equal to Kevin Durant? I thought he was.
0: No, no. I mean, it, it, I think Matt Barnes strictly signed here so he could uh, he could be closer to Derek Fisher in the offseason so he could keep going with that beef. But, um, yeah, Matt Matt Barnes is signed by the Warriors to kind of give him some wing depth while Kevin Durant is out. And then uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have made a couple signings as well, Greg.
1: Yeah, I like the Cavs signings more than the Warriors. Shocking, I know. Who would have thought I would pick Andrew Boga and Darren Williams over
0: Matt Barnes? It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, Andrew Bogut and, um, and then two D-Wills. We have Derek and Darren Williams, um, both uh, signed to the Cavaliers o- over this past week. Uh, Darren Williams, uh, to give them kind of that playmaker that LeBron was complaining that they don't have um, a little earlier this season. Uh, that's an interesting signing to me because they did not have a point guard off the bench Um Like, that ever. Like, it's basically whatever whatever the bench unit is out, it's basically just been LeBron being the primary ball handler, while Kyrie sits. And now that they actually have a backup point guard, who is a true point guard, um, that makes that bench unit a little bit more interesting to me.
1: Oh, no, it definitely does. Especially if you can get him to, you know, go all in, play like he used to when he was in New Jersey for at least those first few years on the Nets. If you can get a guy that's like 75% of what that guy was, you well, have I mean, a really
0: good secondary team. Well, also the jazz where he was like, talked about like, you know, yeah, that's true. It, it, it was like D- Darren Williams versus Chris Paul was like a legitimate conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I forgot,
1: I forgot about the jazz. Here. All right. I'm sorry.
0: No worries. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting signing, and between Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut, those are two impact players that I think were really like. I I think that those two much 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 better signings than Matt Barnes. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out in the in the East. You know um, who the biggest
1: winner is though? Probably James. Shoot, Jose Calderon. He made four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for two hours of nothing. <laughs> the Warriors had to sign him first because they promised him. And then they were like, oh, hey, Kevin Durant got hurt. We need to sign Matt Barnes because that seems like a logical choice. Yeah. Uh, so we'll sign you and then in two hours we're going to drop you but we'll pay you. And I'd be I'd be fine if they paid me like
0: $50,000. Yeah, but... I'll sit on the, the bench for like $10,000. I'll sit on the bench yeah. for like 500 bucks if they need me. Yeah.
1: yeah, just give me like a jersey. Just one game. It's cool. You need a warm body. You know what I mean? I got it. I will go in. I'll take guys out whoever you need me to and then I can get Two Ts and I'm out and that's cool. Yeah,
0: I'll give a couple hard fouls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he checks into the scores table. Yeah. Uh yeah, man. So that that's what's kind of going on in the association. One of the big games this week as well is that the Celtics beat the Cavaliers on national TV at home as well, Greg. Did you catch any of that game? Uh, I caught parts of it, but I love how you
1: had to include the fact that it was on national TV.
0: Yeah, of course I do. Come on. <laughs> IT time, baby. Uh, The Celtics have been playing pretty poorly after the All-Star break, and they kind of uh, lost against the Hawks and against the Raptors, two Eastern Conference playoff teams, and that was kind of discouraging. So to see see the Cavaliers come in, even if they didn't have Kevin Love, et cetera, et cetera, uh, to see the Cavaliers come in, and then they traded leads back and forth in the fourth quarter and have IT uh, come up big with that three-pointer to uh, seal the deal, that was pretty cool. The biggest the biggest wild card to me and not wild card, but the biggest thing to me in in, in those series is how well can Kyrie Irving play against Avery Bradley, Uh, especially if there's no Kevin Love around, because, you know, obviously LeBron is going to get his points and he's going to do his thing. Kyrie Irving is always the X factor when it comes to the Cavaliers. How well is he going to play? Can he carry the offensive load? Can he be the primary scorer and LeBron just kind of be the everyman that he normally is? So when they put Avery Bradley on him, and, and he kind of neutralized him, especially in that last possession, I thought that that was uh, I thought that that's really effective, and that's going to kind of change how those teams play each other when, if and when they play each other in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It should be an interesting matchup to watch if we get to that. But you also got to assume Kevin Love should be back by that point. Uh, granted, no major setbacks, and but also you got to assume Boga and guys like that are going to make a difference in that series without uh, Horford. And uh, Mir Johnson having to deal with big guys where, you know, it's usually just Tristan Thompson banging around down there. So yeah. it's a...
0: coming under some scrutiny this, uh, the, you know, this past couple of weeks. Because of, I mean, he's, uh, he, he's getting paid a lot of money, Greg, he's getting paid a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say so. At least by our standards, it's a lot
0: of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of still in the Horford defender camp because I think that in my view it's like he's you know i he's like a b plus player in pretty much every single facet of the game whether it's passing defending rebounding scoring he's like a b plus and uh, maybe a b in some situations and you and usually you pay you pay max money for players who are like an a plus in some like in some facets and then like are like a c or c minus or even a d in other facets right like if if you look at james harden who's an mvp candidate he's an a plus offensive player and pay, and playmaker and passer um, he's probably like a, like a D defender and like what? a D no. rebounder. You know what I mean? No, James yeah. Harden. Yeah. Defenses. James Harden, Defensive so, minded guy. Or if you want to compare it to a big man, you know, you have the guys who can do rebounding, but they can't do anything else. Or you have the guys who can score in the post, but can't do anything else. But like Al Horford can do a little bit of everything. So that's kind of the reason why they paid him the big contract. So yeah. uh, still in Al Horford's corner, but uh, I can definitely see where the scrutiny is coming into play here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm in that
1: corner, too. I'm fanning them off. I'm giving them hydration. Tone them. Just hang in there. <laughs> Celtics fans are tough, man. Uh, I'm not even a Celtics fan, but I just know they're a brutal fan base. They w- expect to win. Uh, you sign with them. You got to put up the numbers. You got to do what they expect you to do. And if you don't, you're going to hear about it no matter how good or how close you got to
0: the final. They're a tough hang, man. There's no doubt about it. Um, is there anything else in the association that we want to touch on before we kind of move on? Uh, how about the fact that
1: Phil Jackson's basically said, we're running the triangle. If you don't like it and you don't fit in it, we're going to get rid of you.
0: This is stupid. I'm sorry. Like Phil Jackson, I get it, right? He's like, he, you know, greatest coach of all time, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I Part of being a great coach and talk to my, you could talk to one of my favorite all-time uh, coaching examples, Bill Belichick. I don't know if you've heard of him, Greg. He's the head coach of the New England Patriots, five-time Super Bowl Sounds champion familiar. with the head with the Patriots, but also then a couple more championships with the Giants. um, And then a, a few other things on his resume that I can keep going through. But anyways, Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time, consistently looks at his players. He doesn't have a system. That's the thing. Bill Belichick does not have a system. Bill Belichick looks at his players and says, what strengths can I play to with these players? And, you know, how can I then use those strengths to take advantage of my opponent's weaknesses? Like, if you were a smart coach, that's what you would do. Instead, Phil Jackson just consistently tries to shoehorn in this old offense that does not make sense. In today's game and I just don't get it if you look at the triangle offense what you need is you need to have a really super skilled uh, passing big man who can do a lot of stuff in the post and damage people on the weak side and I think Porzingis sort of can fit that mold but the real way that you'd want to use Porzingis is kind of flaring out on pick and rolls and using him to mismatch on the perimeter against larger larger big guys and then
1: he's not a down low type player mostly
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I just don't get why you're trying to shoehorn in this weird this weird uh like, you know, motion isolation style offense that just doesn't make a lot of sense in today's day and age.
1: Because Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe, and Shaq, it all do it. Why can't these guys do it? It's not like, you
0: know, they're as good. Yeah, I mean, but they also played during a, a time of, uh, you know, a time in their career or a time, a season, you know, an era when you would take, like, 10 threes a game if you were really fucking hot, like, as a team. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense for the way the league is going. And I just... I, the Master thinks he knows, and he doesn't. I, I just, I'm tired of it. And then this, this, this team is so freakishly dysfunctional. Uh, I just, if I was a New York Knicks fan, I don't know what I would really do with myself right now. Because you have this amazing young player in Porzingis who I genuinely think could be a star in this league. And you've got nothing to build around him other than aging, angry veterans who don't want to play in the system that their aging, angry president of basketball operations wants them to. Yeah, I mean,
1: Melo's never going to be a triangle type player. He's uh, giving me it. Let me see what I can do. Rose thinks he's still the guy back from coming out of Memphis. I had to think of what college he came out of, and mm-hmm. that young, youngest MVP or whatever it was. So you have these two guys that think they're still these amazing all-stars and Melo, yeah, can still play. Rose isn't anywhere what he used to be. His knees are shot. But somehow in his ego and in his brain, he's like, I can still do this and Phil can't shoehorn me. and But I guess if he wants us to do this, I have no choice, do I? So I have to try to do it even though it's going to suck.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Things he shouldn't say publicly, but he did.
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Cool. So that's the the Knicks are you know pretty consistently super super frustrating and annoying. Yeah. Let's move uh, on to some happier times, James.
1: Let's talk some football.
0: Let's talk football, man. I didn't think that we were going to be doing this this early, but March is is here. Happy combine season, Greg. Happy combine combine couple days, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. going on right
1: now. Running backs, offensive linemen today.
0: Yeah, exactly. A lot of uh, a lot of talk about forty times. A lot of talk Midlands. about, yeah, absolutely. A lot of talk about, you know, um, running in a straight line. How many times you could you could bench something? Um, uh, how you
1: can jump and hit some stuff out of the way.
0: Really irrelevant measurements, uh, in my opinion, for for actual football. Um, but you know, hey, they're they're still relied on. So, what are you gonna do? Um, cool. We're not here to talk about Combine though, Greg. We're here to talk about uh, the hot story in the streets, at least in my opinion, is the Jimmy Garoppolo rumors.
1: Yeah, rumor has it.
0: Rumor has it. You want to throw the, you want to throw the music cue in? I think I do. Okay, ready? Here we go. Bam. Oh, it's so so that. nice. Um, okay, cool. When you Google Jimmy Garoppolo, Greg, uh, the first three things that come up are good looking. No, no, no. I mean, like the top oh. stories. But that's, that's oh, besides the point. If you can just take one look at the guy and you realize that. Yeah, the, the top three stories. Um, are the Patriots willing to trade Jimmy Garoppolo? Sources say Patriots will reportedly move QB for right offer. Sources say Jimmy Garoppolo reportedly not expected to be moved. So this is all over the place right now. Huh. It's, it's rumor city galore. It's hot in the streets, Greg. We're, uh, we're trying to figure this out now with Jimmy Garoppolo. So what I figured that we would do is I would go through each division uh, you know and find out and run it by you and we'll decide where Jimmy Garoppolo's best landing spot is. All right. Sound good? Sound good. It's like All what we right. did
1: with Romo last week but this actually has somebody that could play for a long time.
0: Yeah exactly. So the NFC East if you're going to go through this team every single team in the NFC East has a quarterback. Yeah he's not going to the NFC East. If you're the Redskins, would you rather have Kirk Cousins on a $23 million a year guaranteed deal or would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: Uh, You'd probably rather have Garoppolo, but guess what? You already slapped the franchise tag on Cousins, so unless you can move him, you're not going to get Garoppolo. And do they really have any trade assets that the Patriots are going to really actually want? No. Exactly.
0: If you're the Eagles, would you rather have Carson Wentz or would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo? You're going to want, you're going to take the
1: gamble on Carson once you have to see where this goes with him, uh, you know, redheaded Jesus.
0: Yeah. I realize if you you draft the guy and start him in his first year, et cetera, et cetera, you, you realistically do need to stay with him, but I'm asking you, Greg, as a fan, would you rather that, that, you know, notion aside, would you rather have Garoppolo or, or Wentz at this stage?
1: I'm going to go with Wentz just because he's actually played a full season.
0: That's fair. That's totally fair um okay moving four, on to the, games
1: in three seasons so you know i don't like that
0: yeah the afc east garoppolo is not going to go to the afc east so we don't have to really worry about this right now but uh every single team besides the patriots right now could use jimmy garoppolo in my opinion yeah i, I don't Bill, think the buffalo bills are re-signing yeah. tyrod taylor eh, uh, Tannehill, i think you're gonna give a sh- shot he looked good the last year at the end No,
1: no greg
0: greg let's not do this we know that it. ryan Tannehill's bad. I, I know
1: he's bad, but he looked good. And they're going to get Julius Thomas, which
0: just gives him another weapon. Maybe he breaks out and has a career year. How many years has Ryan Tannehill been in the league, Greg? Give me, I, I know the answer to this, but tell tell me how many le- years do you think that Ryan Tannehill's been in the league? I'm going to say five or six. Okay, it's five. And Hey, that's not bad. After, after five years, we should probably know what Ryan Tannehill is, correct? Yeah, if he actually had a decent team around him. No, 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 not no, no! Do He's had a
1: lot of chaos.
0: He's not a good quarterback, Greg. He was a wide receiver. He learned how to play the position. I have to give him some... No, no, it's the National Football League. You absolutely do not. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a horrible, horrible excuse. Well, I'm not a GM, team, am I? Well, okay, no, I I would 100% rather have Garoppolo than Tannehill. And then the Jets. I don't even know what's happening there. I mean, are they? I guess they're going with Geno Smith. What, what are the Jets doing? I don't um, know Bra- Do Bryce Petty. What is Bryce Petty the guy? I think Kaepernick's gonna come over. Yeah, gross. Um, okay, he's not going to the Jets either, but the Jets could use him. NFC West. Um, Arizona Cardinals are still gonna go with. Uh, Palmer's got another year. With or Palmer, I guess. If you're the Cardinals, would you rather have uh, Palmer still, or would you rather have Garoppolo? I'd rather have Palmer.
1: At this okay. point, still, he's he knows the system there. He is a good quarterback, yeah. You got to respect what he's done in his career. Uh, the team in the NFC West that probably well, there's two Niners and the Rams. Rams Both aren't going to do Garoppolo. it
0: because we know that they need to continue with Jared Goff, so I think that we know that. Niners, though, yeah. have no quarterbacks, Niners are probably. Niners are probably realistic. I think we're gonna check that box as the first realistic team with a shot at Jimmy Garoppolo. But what are they gonna do? They're gonna trade that, they're gonna trade the second pick. Uh, yeah, why not? I don't I don't know. That seems like a lot if you if I'm the San Francisco 49ers, that seems like a lot to give up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but well,
1: yeah, it's any any first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot because Jimmy Garoppolo was a first round pick. No, he wasn't. He was a third round pick.
0: Well,
1: he should have been a first round pick. No. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> I, that that the number 2 pick or whatever, is it is it number 2 for 49ers? it's one of those. It's the top 3. At least uh, that's a lot to give up for Garoppolo, but it that's is. the first realistic that's the first realistic shot. Um, first realistic team to to be a landing spot. Uh, and then the Seattle Seahawks, obviously not. Um, oh, did you see the Rams new designed uniforms, Greg? I did not. I heard they're kind of like a throwback uni, though. Uh, it's basically the same thing that you, they've had. It's basically instead of doing like the blue and yellow, they do the blue and white um gross it's it's not very exciting but i am such a sucker for like redesigned uniforms like every single time that they're like redesigned uniforms i'm like oh
1: sweet yeah i'm looking at them they should if they're gonna do that they should have taken out the gold i'm not gonna lie the gold on their shoulder pads and on the side looks dumb
0: with the rest yeah i agree i think but i think that every single time somebody redesigns a uniform i'm like all in on it like i'm super i'm super excited about it. it could be like the lamest team in the entire world yeah, like what happened to like,
1: like the Nike uniforms that like they came out with like two years ago? They were like are going to be in by like 2017, and they all look yeah, super so sweet.
0: sweet concepts. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Those. i got
1: really excited for those.
0: You got me. Um, okay, continuing on to the AFC West, we talked about these guys extensively when we were talking about Tony Romo. We have the Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, or Chargers. Probably nobody in that in that group is gonna look is being gonna be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, correct? No, no,
1: none of those teams. They'd rather stick with what they have and know than give up any big assets for an unproven quarterback.
0: If you're the Chargers and you know that Philip Rivers doesn't want to be in San Diego and you know that you're kind of you know or, excuse me, in, in Los Angeles and you know that you're trying to move and you're trying to like remarket and you want to have like a, a, a cool young face in this emerging market in Los Angeles. Do you roll a dice on a guy like Garoppolo to kind of be the face of the franchise going forward and rebuild around?
1: No, I think the Bolo tie will come around and he'll admit that he doesn't hate the fact that he's in Los Angeles. It's not going to be that much different than San Diego. The biggest difference is going to be the traffic and not as much of a military base like family presence that he might have loved compared to where he is now.
0: Yeah. Just my guess. I can't see any of these teams going for Garoppolo in this sense, but I was just curious. Uh, Annecy North, the Bears. I think that that's a, I think that's a logical solution.
1: Yeah, it's a logical solution. It's just Bears don't have many assets. You're not going to trade Cutler for Garoppolo because the Patriots, what's the point? I think you just cut Cutler. It's probably going to end up being what happens, but you still had to trade something to get Garoppolo, and the Bears have a top five, top ten pick. I don't know if they're going to want to give that up. They might use that on a quarterback that they can have four more years controlled instead of Garoppolo where it's basically going to be, all right, you play one year at one point, whatever million. And then if you do, we'll, we'll sign you to a long-term deal, but you're going to get 15 to 20 million.
0: But isn't that the case with every single, every single team who's in the, who needs a quarterback? I mean, like, that's the, that's the thing that they that they try to figure out. right? if,
1: if they get into the draft and they somehow get a Deshaun Kaiser or Deshaun Watson or, um, can't think of the other guy's name right off the top of my head. I'd rather have
0: Garoppolo rather than, than both those guys.
1: Yeah, you might, but think about financially also what you might want down the line. If you get a rookie quarterback, you can control him a little more, get a little more money saved in the bank, and that way you don't have to worry about the quarterback's position for another four to five years. If you're technically rebuilding, you can go and get some other pieces to start helping the team out more and more.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um Lions poker. are stuck with Stafford. Packers are stuck with Rodgers. Like Vikings. Stuck. <laughs> Vikings are an interesting one to me. You, you you would rather have Teddy Bridgewater or Sam Bradford over Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: I mean, Bridgewater was looking good until he got hurt. So was he though? He was yeah, he? he was. I gotta give him. he gotta give him some credit. He was looking decent.
0: I don't. I that. don't have to give him the credit if I don't want you to. Do. Frank. I you don't do. think. <laughs> You shit your what, mouth, James. I could throw a I could throw a three yard slant as well. I mean, congratulations, but like, do something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything that made me think that he was anything more than a glorified Alex Smith.
1: I would pay money to see you try to throw a three yard slant in an NFL how much, game. How much money? Ah, uh, five hundred bucks. It sounded like that's what like your going price is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would totally drop that down just to see. I specifically need five
1: hundred dollars right now. <laughs> uh, I will. I get to choose the defense that's coming at you, so I choose the Texans. Uh, JJ Watt is healthy.
0: <laughs> nah, so, well, it's kind of a little bitch. Yeah,
1: well, you know, what? let's see if you can see over that little bitch's arms trying to throw. You're telling me
0: right stuff. now, straight face, that you would rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't see my face, so yes. <laughs> I would rather have Garoppolo. I think yeah, that Bridgewater I mean. didn't show anything. At least, at least Garoppolo threw it downfield. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the the thing I'm trying to just wrap my head around mostly is Bridgewater's at least played, and we've seen him go through a whole season and look good throughout the whole season for the most part. Garoppolo, it's still I need to see more out of him before I would straight face be able to say, yes, Give me the unproven guy over the proven guy,
0: but that's like the that's like the exact opposite argument that you're having when you talk about the bears. You're saying that like, oh, we should probably be looking at the like the other quarterbacks so we can draft in that spot. Because Garoppolo
1: still unproven. He only has four games under his belt, and he got hurt a game and a half into the last
0: time. But what I'm saying so, is, like, which one, which one is it? Are you saying that they should be looking at the like the, you're saying that teams should be looking at the young guys, or that teams should be looking at someone who can play a 16 game NFL season? Because I think that those are two different things right now. We don't know if Deshaun Watson can play a 16 game NFL season. I you think don't. That de- you also have to know that the Vikings are
1: not a team that's going to be looking for a quarterback like Garoppolo. Knowing Bridgewater can come
0: back. I think that if you're looking at a team, if you're looking at Bridgewater, let me just let me just pull up Teddy Bridgewater's stats right now. Um, show, I got to do it in the window. Oh, this is grinding the. Is grinding
1: you're the podcast. Ruining, to halt you're here. ruining the show, James.
0: I mean, is, is this. So this let's is the try guy. Try to figure
1: out realistic teams. While you look that up, let's. talk. No, I
0: got it. I got it. I mean, All this right. is so. This is this is your guy here. I mean, it's a it's the he, he threw for just over, you know, his best season so far. He's played two seasons. Uh, he threw for, you know, he throws for just over 3,000 3, yards, you know, with 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions, 200 yards a game. That's, that's what we're looking at here. You know, he's averaging less than seven yards at a reception. That's what that's we want. want. That's, that's your guy. They got a running game. They, uh, they don't anymore. Don't they cut Adrian Peterson. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what
1: happens. They didn't cut him. They just let him walk. I think they had they an option.
0: Him. No, they cut him. No, I thought it was an option. Whatever, I don't know. They cut him. Um. So I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I, I say that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better fit for the Minnesota Vikings than, than Teddy Bridgewater. That's my opinion.
1: You just like Jimmy Garoppolo is what I'm coming to the conclusion. All right, AFC he's North.
0: Really he's really good. AFC, AFC North. North uh, Ravens, Ravens don't need him. Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Browns are probably the one that has been he's been linked to the most.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger.
0: Um. Bengals. Uh.
1: Now Dalton, Dalton's not a playoff quarterback, but again, you also don't know if Garoppolo is and Dalton has at least put up the numbers and stats to be a top quarterback. He's not one of the top 10, but he's like top 15.
0: This is the thing that bothers me is like these NFL teams are going to like be sitting, sitting here satisfied that they have a quarterback that like, you know, can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like it's like you, the, the Tannehill and Bridgewaters of the world, the Tannehill Bridgewaters and Daltons of the world are not getting you to the playoffs or the, or the Super Bowl. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is either, but at least he looked really good and he's got some sort of potential. Like, that's the thing. If you don't have a quarterback that can lead you to the, the to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, you need to go find one. Yeah, but don't mortgage like your not-
1: franchise to potentially go get him because that's what it seems like they're looking for right now is give me a first-round pick this year and maybe another pick or another player or something. All of that completely changes
0: your team's outlook for the next three to four years. What's well, the same thing in the NFL uh, the NBA? If In the NBA, if you don't have a superstar, you do, you, you do it the most you can to go try to get a superstar. If you're in the NFL and you don't have a franchise quarterback, you do the most you can to go try to find a franchise quarterback. Like, that's my opinion. Like, you're not going to get – that's the starting point. The starting point is finding a franchise quarterback, and let's go from there. I don't think that Tannehill is. I don't think that Bridgewater is, and I don't think that Dalton is.
1: I mean, fair enough, but you're also not gonna mortgage if you're the Bengals your franchise to some extent to get a Garoppolo who could just come in and do the exact same thing Dalton did.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a possibility for it, but like would you rather the that, what, like what do the Bengals have to lose? The Bengals have to lose another year of not making it past the first round of the playoffs.
1: I mean, who knows? You bring in Garoppolo, you may not even make the first round.
0: They didn't make the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, well they had a there was a weird year for the Bengals, I feel like. They were like, they were coming in as one of the top teams, and all of a sudden they did what the,
0: them and the Cardinals had like a really odd year. But like, tell me, tell me if you're the if you're the Bengals, tell me it's because you don't want to you know be bad for a little bit with the potential to be good. Tell me it's because you have a you you have a team that you're okay with right now because you don't really care about winning a Super Bowl. Like, tell me that. But like, if you if you care about winning a Super Bowl, you need to make moves in order to win a Super Bowl. So that and that and the Bengals have proven time and time again they don't care about that because they're continuing to stick with Andy Dalton, they're continuing to stick with Marvin Lewis. Like there's been no real turnover or consequence for them being this mediocre for this long. And I realize that they weren't mediocre, they were close to the top of the AFC a couple of years ago, et cetera, et cetera. But you didn't win anything. You didn't even win a game in the playoffs. So like when that happens, you have to do something in order to try to get better, and they don't do that.
1: James you have money on if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded or not because you seem to really want him to get traded and you well, seem to be pushing it.
0: Well, the thing that bothers me, I think that, that with all this is like you know there's people want to throw like I'm trying to throw out realistic solutions because I don't think that staying at the Patriots is, is I mean obviously I would love for him to take over for Tom Brady after after Brady retires, but it doesn't look like he's doing that for that much longer. So like there, there are multiple teams in the NFL that need a quarterback. and then when a quarterback becomes available to go get, It's like, oh, I'm going to balk at playing. I'm going to, I'm like not going to pay a quarter this guy because I'm like, you know, I I don't want to mortgage a franchise or I don't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't want to take a chance, I guess. And that's what, that's what frustrates me about these, these teams. I think that also
1: the other part of it is teams don't really want to give up assets that could turn out to be something to the Patriots. Like why help the team that's going to be the team? Like, oh, hey, let me go trade my first round pick for a backup quarterback for the Patriots. They still have Tom Brady, and now they just got my first round pick also to pick up another potential
0: stud. Oh, regardless. Um, okay, let's go NFC South. I think this is probably looking at it now is the best division for quarterbacks in the entire uh, in the entire league.
1: What Breeze, Winston, uh, Newton, and who am I? Ryan. Feeling? Ryan, the yeah. MVP. Yeah. yeah they, sorry. They got, uh... You know, they blew uh blew the Super Bowl and my mind's kind of forgotten about the Falcons real quick.
0: They've got two previous MVPs. They've got a number one overall pick in Jameis Winston, who looks pretty good. Actually, and then and then they've got Drew Brees, who was an MVP as well as well. So, yeah, uh, so they've, got, they've, they've got three former MVPs and Jameis Winston who looks really good. That's that's probably the best the I mean, there's no other division right now that has a better quarterback situation, right? I mean, the only one that you could I'm trying to look here. The, the only one you could really argue for would be, you know, potentially the NFC East, uh, you know, but they're not that good. They're just kind of like Dak is good. Eli, obviously, is pretty solid. Wentz has got some potential, and Cousins is like meh. Yeah. Like, that's the closest that you got. Maybe the NFC North.
1: I was going to say, no, MC not North. even. No, I mean, Roger, it's, it's, Stafford.
0: Yeah. That's it. Roger, Stafford. Yeah. Uh, What about AFC North? you might be able to argue No, No, you can't argue that you can't argue that Flacco uh, Flacco Roethlisberger. And, Roethlisberger and then Dalton yeah, the are better than, than the Browns kind of, uh, so Don't hope that. Yeah. Um, okay. Finally is the AFC South. The Texans don't have a quarterback.
1: Uh, a lot of teams there could probably use one except, uh, Colts and Titans. I guess you could probably say are set yeah, right we'll, now.
0: We'll, scr- we'll scratch those guys off. Uh, Texans seem like another pretty logical destination for me if they're willing to move on from the Brock Osweiler.
1: Yeah, I just don't know if they are because of the money invested. I, they have to give it one more year because then, if he if they take him off the books next year and cut him, it's a way less cap hit than he is this year. Yeah. So, but uh, Jacksonville probably not going to do it because what's the point? You they need to get a little better before they really do anything. But it seems like Bortles may not be that good he kind of seems stuck in a rut where he's almost at that good mark and then right when he gets close to it he has a terrible game and then gets close and then has a terrible
0: game i don't think that portals is the answer at all i think that he's uh i i I just think that he's not I mean, he he looks good like when when he's coming from behind. He can kind of sling the ball around, but he is not even close to the answer. I thought that the Jaguars were going to make a step this year. I was a Jacksonville believer coming into the season, and I just don't believe it now.
1: A lot of people were. It's just, I don't know what happened. Uh, They're going to go with him this season, it sounds like. But after this season, uh, I could see a change being made. If you had to pick one
0: of the teams that we've talked about here, Greg, uh, if, if, assuming that Garoppolo is getting dealt, who would you pick as the destination now that we've gone through everybody?
1: Uh, if I had to do it, I'm actually going to take the Browns out. I don't think it's going to end up there. I don't think it's going to end up in Houston. Uh, my guess would be either going to the 49ers or Chicago. Those would be my two choices.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd probably choose uh, San Fran, you know, realistically. I mean that get him get him to the NFC West. I think that that would be probably the idea behind Belichick. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Hey, that was a good, good discussion. Good. Uh. Good little segment there. Yeah. Um. What else we want to talk about in the NFL, Greg? Uh,
1: and a few other interesting things. Jets are getting rid of a lot of their old players. Uh. So you've had Nick Mangold, their center house, for eleven years. Uh. He's gone. Darrell Rivas. They didn't cut him because he beat a person, but. He's gone after another eight seasons total with them. You know, he's had those few with the Bucks and that one with the Patriots. And then uh, just just this morning, it came out that Brandon Marshall will also be released from the Jets. So they're basically cleaning house of all their vets. They're starting a youth revolution with basically saying, "Hey, we're gonna suck for the next like four to five years." I really,
0: I really like that you could not come up with a single young player on the Jets that was worth talking about. <laughs> that was, that was uh, well, no, they
1: got um. Oh, hold on.
0: Yeah, good. If oh, you give wait. me a second, I can think. Yep, totally.
1: Go ahead. You fill in the time while well, I don't Google.
0: Yeah, just trying to figure out. I can't think of his is. name.
1: Is it Leonard Wilkinson?
0: Muhammad Wilkinson?
1: No. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. But he's they not that like,
0: young. I mean, he's decently young. I don't know. This is, that, this is what I'm saying. I was what trying, was trying was
1: to think this? of, oh, Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson. That's what
0: i can think of. Yeah, they yeah, got, like Matt Forte, good.
1: who's old as shit. They they're not a young team. Yeah, um, Leonard Williams—that's who I was trying to think of. He's a pretty dominant defensive player.
0: Yeah, he's he's good, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I see what the Jets are doing here. They want to just kind of clean house after a pretty, pretty ugly and and not fun year.
1: <laughs> yeah, not at all. I don't Fitzpatrick. Hey, who knows? Maybe Fitzpatrick fills in one of those voids. Maybe he goes to San Francisco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that yeah. I got I, I've, I've ranted about this before, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is is just, is again, not a great quarterback. When people, people all of a sudden will like look at him and be like, oh, well, he had a couple good years and oh, he's got a good beard. He went to Harvard and et cetera, know, et cetera. I know he's not a good quarterback. Someone is going to give, someone is going to give him a chance.
1: Yeah. It's just how it goes.
0: And and he, it's not going to be worth it. And then everyone's going to remember that that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a great quarterback. Like, he's going to go mm-hmm. somewhere, and they're going to be like, oh, wow, he's actually pretty good. This is sweet. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, wait, he's he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I forgot.
1: He just threw seven interceptions in one game.
0: Yeah, he's made a fantastic career out of just people being like, oh, maybe he is pretty good. Let's give him a shot. And then, like, six games into the season being like, oh, shit, he's he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fuck. Yep. The,
1: the, essentially – that's what the Texans came to realize. The Jets have now realized. The
0: Bills. I mean, it's everybody. I was going to say, I was trying to think
1: of all the, the other teams he's been on.
0: Every team he's gone to, it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's give him a shot. Cool. Yeah. I think no, the biggest question, question is going to be,
1: where does Colin Kaepernick end up? Especially because, you know, he's come out saying, hey, I will stand for the national anthem. Because that was our big concern, Colin. That was the biggest concern we had. Not could you hit the guy running a 10-yard slant. With defenders coming at you in your face, could you hit him
0: accurately with your weird slinging arm action? I, I think that he's got a future in the league. I don't care if people, you know, be—he's a controversial figure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All I remember is that this dude was like a play away from winning the Super Bowl, and yeah. he went and he and he was—he crushed the Packers. And I really—I think that there is room for him in this league. I think that he's really talented, so I hope that he finds something. Well, that's like, what I mean. I could
1: get—I could care less. Sit or stand during the national anthem, whatever you feel you have to do. You're one person. I don't care. Just yeah. make the plays when you have to and forget everything else. Uh, actually, speaking of you know having a future in the league, two guys, both from the Browns organization, are trying to make comebacks. Josh Gordon and Johnny Manziel James. Which of those two do you actually think deserves to get a chance to come back?
0: I mean, Josh Gordon was the only one that made a significant impact on the NFL. He's yeah, a to consensus from what,
1: what I've read. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, once you know, play play a couple games, Johnny, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. The last thing I think that we want to do this week is a new segment that I wanted to try out, and that is Game of the Week. So we're I love going. It. Go ahead. I was gonna say I love it. You're
1: bringing things to the table. It makes me happy.
0: I know it's been a while since I've introduced a new segment. It's basically yeah. Greg and me kind of floating on the coattails here, but. Um, so I've introduced, I want to introduce game of the week. I want, uh, I want both of us to kind of shoot out a game to suggest for the sports stance faithful to watch. And we'll kind of discuss them, uh, discuss them next week. So Greg, you've got a, you got a, <laughs> a Little <laughs> foreshadowing.
1: I see what you did there. You want yeah, to throw basketball. out the game of the week. <laughs> it's like, imagine I just was like, Oh yeah. Hockey. No. So as you don't know, or do know, who knows? <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'm making up words right now. The World Baseball Classic starts this week. So the first round is teams basically trying to get into the second round, which is kind of funny because, you know, only the really good teams get to make it there. So the first round starting games this week, we have some good ones. You got the one that I'm going to watch is Korea versus the Netherlands. It's on Tuesday at 4.30 a.m. Eastern. So for all you early birds, uh, you can catch that out. I actually might try to wake up for that. That's not that much far off from when I actually get out. But, you know, it's going to be a good game. Uh, you got Xander Bogarts, who's going to be a guy that's going to be competing for potentially MVP honors in the next year or two from the Red Sox. You have Korea, who always has guys come out of nowhere, it seems, that end up becoming stars in the major leagues, especially pitching-wise. So, it's always great to see other nations and players that you may not have ever seen get to be represented, get to play, get in front of a new crowd. It's exciting times. Uh, Hopefully, the United States actually learns how to compete in this and maybe gets farther than, like, the first game of the second round because that would be nice for once. Yeah, my game of the week to watch is going to be Korea versus the Netherlands. on World
0: Baseball Classic. Interesting. So. To all the sports fans listeners, I apologize for how how flatly this has come out of the gate. This new segment, the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm just, hey. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I enjoy the World Baseball Classic. I am um, going, going to. This is this is going to sound like a homer pick, but I think it really is the best game of the week. is on Wednesday night. Uh, the Celtics go into uh, Oakland to play the Warriors. Um, the Celtics always play the Warriors really, really tough. If you remember last year, that Celtics were one of Oakland's, or uh, Golden State's losses. Um, and now, since they don't have Kevin Durant, and the Celtics have, been, you know, shown that they can kind of hang with the top teams in the uh, in the West here, I think it's a really important game. Uh, you know, obviously, it's not going to have a ton of uh, playoff implications unless they somehow, unless the Celtics somehow manage to overcome Cleveland in the East. But I think that this is going to be a really good barometer to see if Cl- the Celtics actually kind of belong. Uh, you know, or if this is really just kind of like a scrappy overachieving team that won't really make very much noise. So I think the Celtics going into Oakland to play the Kevin Durant last Warriors is going to be the game of the week Wednesday at 1030 p.m. A little late. So Greg got the early one. I got the late one. That's kind of how we roll. Yeah, it
1: works out perfectly because who wants to be up during normal hours? No one. No one at all, Greg. Nobody (laughs) at all. None of our viewers. None of our listeners want to. Exactly. (laughs) Anything else you want to touch on? Uh, the only other thing is if you're a Red Sox fan, uh, hold your breath. Hopefully, David Price does not need Tommy John surgery.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week, I think. But yeah. uh, the the, the, dreaded, the dreaded words, Dr. James Andrews, have been muttered. So that's not good.
1: Yeah, James, I do want to say for that, I have an idea for amazing like new reality TV game show. What? So when Dr. James Andrews finally decides to retire, the sports world will either rejoice and slightly cry at the same time because he just is that amazing. But I think they should have a survivor-type series where it's all the doctors that could become the next Dr. James Andrews compete with each other to become the guy that is the bearer of bad
0: news for pro athletes. You need a good name for that role because James Andrews is, I mean, now all of a sudden, Dr. James Andrews, its it strikes fear in the heart of all baseball fans. So it's it's pretty... uh, it's pretty funny. So I think the biggest part of that is being a doctor with a good name that like, you know, works, you know, works wonders to uh, your emotions. That's interesting. He
1: basically just does Tommy John and ACL surgery. So it's like, oh, you're a football player? Yeah, you need knee surgery. Oh, you're a baseball player? Your arm needs to be operated on. You're done for the year. Yeah, exactly. Good all time, right, man.
0: For- well, hey, that was, a good, uh, that was a good episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like us on all the requisite social media you heard it at the top of the show. Uh, make sure you go like, share, review, rate, anything like that, and uh, contribute to the conversation. And thank you guys so much for listening this week.
1: Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy. The, hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week.
0: All right, bye-bye. The Sports
1: stance.